0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on a cloudy day here in the capital city as once again, we ensure we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. My name is Scott Chaloner and I'm delighted to be joined on the programme this afternoon by Deborah Brown. Deborah is the head teacher of Buckton Vale Primary School in Stalybridge, Tameside, Greater Manchester. Deborah, very warm welcome to you and thank you ever so much for taking the time to join us today.
1: Thank you, Scott. Nice
0: to be here. Likewise, Deborah. Real pleasure having you join us. Um, Now, the purpose of this podcast is to establish your take on leadership first and foremost. And I think it's fair to say, isn't it, that leadership is something that's really being put to the test at the moment, isn't it, with the need for governments, for business leaders, for institutional leaders such as yourselves to feel their way through the COVID-19 crisis, no less, what ultimately has been an unprecedented challenge for us all. Um, So for yourself in the primary education sector, just how has it been trying to navigate the last few weeks and months? Because I can imagine the challenges have been tremendous.
1: They have. I I completely agree that that every headteacher will probably have a different story, um, all based on different contexts and different expectations. Um, I think, for me, um, the realisation that school is a vital point of contact and that all children need to be contacted, Um, so that's been very important to us. Safeguarding from a distance has been a challenge and, of course, with 300 children, uh, finding the time and the space uh, and understanding of our families has been absolutely critical. Um, of course, the guidance has been late at times uh, as COVID has changed and changed pace, um, not necessarily for a, any particular reason have we, have we uh, felt uh, uh, disadvantaged. But I think that all heads would say that as guidance has changed and evolved, uh, still have issues, um, issues very early on with staff angst as well as the, the angst from uh, local communities. Um, issues with ICT and the fact that we all uh, very quickly needed to become experts in uh, the things like Zoom, Teams, Skype, um, forums that possibly wasn't used before um, would, would certainly be um, a positive now. In that you know, people in education have got quite good uh, at ensuring connection is still part and parcel uh, of the process at school. And, of course, what we're offering. What are we offering our children whilst they're not with us? Very important. Um, and, and is that offer uh, good enough? And how can it evolve? How can it improve? Has definitely been uh, part and parcel of the operations, really, um, at and Vale and how we've made sure that all of our children have had a, a, a good deal um, in education. Uh, that hasn't been easy. Uh, and I would suggest that uh, we're still learning along the way. Uh, and I, I suppose the longer we are in the situation in co- with COVID, um, we, we, the digital offer will still need to be available in, in autumn because we don't know whether uh, there's going to be a local lockdown like has been left. So we have to be aware of that, have to be ready. Um, so it's juggling, I think, all of the different um, possible uh, options for our young people, making sure that, um, as ma- many people are mentioning gaps, Gaps in education, mm. um, making sure that those gaps are not widening, um, it's not not easy, but we're trying our best to ensure that, that those gaps are not going to be there.
0: The education sector is certainly up against a great deal when schools return in earnest, isn't it? Because. I read um, a couple of weeks ago, actually, that something like 60% of classroom time is being lost this calendar year, has been lost um, already with schools looking to restart in September and having, of course, been closed since um, the um, end of March. Um, When it comes to sort of making sure that children aren't sort of falling behind and are sort of keeping in touch with their studies of course a lot of online provision has been involved in that um you've sort of outlined a little bit about that as well deborah um but do you think that maybe some of that sort of provision could become a more permanent part of the way the sector functions in this country or will it be more a targeted return toward that classroom environment in earnest do you think
1: i I think that would be both I think that the digital side uh, uh, and the experience that we now have with that will, will definitely not be lost, um, and I think that we've all skilled up in, in those areas. But we still have to be very aware that some of our families don't have access to the Internet or to computers, and many families Scott, are dealing with one computer between many children, and so there is almost like a hierarchy. If young people are in secondary education, it might be that they have a very specific deadlines for their learning to be sent in. And so younger children, they're very much reliant on packs being sent in terms of printed packs for education to continue. And I know that some of our parents have also reached out to external um, support such as packs that they can buy online so that they've got a, a few di- different ways to support that young people at home. So I think that certainly we can't wait for COVID to be gone and for our children to be back with us. Um, and I, and I don't think we can ever replace the quality of first teaching with a teacher at the front of the classroom. But definitely needs to be a, a sort of a mixture of approaches going forward so that we don't lose uh, the children along the way who maybe haven't got that, that um, technology uh, to back them up. So I think there's going to need to be um, a, a real clear approach in terms of a mixed offer going forward
0: and from a mental health and wellbeing perspective as well um, pupils are really going to need that aren't they because it's a bewildering experience having that sort of human interaction day to day being deprived first and foremost then having to adapt to working from home but then that's all going to be coming back at once but it's not going to be returning to the classroom environment as they knew it is it? it's still going to be sort of these bubbles of different sort of classroom groups there's going to be social distancing involved as well so it's going to be a very different sort of environment that they're going to be going back into and that's also something to consider as well?
1: It sure is. Um, we have a third of the school, a third of our children are already back with us. Um, and so we have many of our children preparing uh, and understanding that school is quite a different place. Um, social distancing measures are all in place. Uh, at the moment, as you said, bubbles uh, will continue to be the case, possibly bigger for September, looking at the guidance. Um, but it's still going to be quite a different um, way of, of working and children potentially have a lot to prepare for. What's good about Buxtonvale is I'm also a grief recovery specialist, an advanced grief recovery specialist. And so I am qualified to deal with uh, and support children through loss, um, and at the moment the whole country is dealing with loss. All of our children are dealing with the loss of routine, um, they're dealing with uh, the loss of their safe place in many circumstances. The loss of their teacher, the loss of the connection, as you said, with their friends, which, as we know, is a human need. To have connection is a human need. And so, uh, ensuring that the children are suitably supported with that when they return will be absolutely paramount for our young people. Um, there are 14 members of staff at Books and Rail trained in the Help Children with Loss qualification uh, run by Grief Recovery UK. And I think that that really does set us up uh, for a good, positive start back. Uh, so the children know that they will be suitably supported and the parents know that the children will be suitably supported. Um, So understand that we've been through a very difficult time and uh, many of our children have been grieving and um, that's not going to go away over the summer holiday. There'll be some angst from many of our children and it's about looking after that mental health when they return. And for us at Buckingham Isle that is definitely one of our main priorities. To ensure that the mental health of our young people is really uh, at the forefront
0: of everything that we do. Exactly that's going to be absolutely massive um, as of course the head teacher of the school you've of course had to be looking out for the mental health of your fellow staff members as well making sure that they've been okay because naturally you're the person they'll be looking to, to provide those reassurances but when you're sort of almost at the top of the tree um, running the show when there's nobody really sort of above you in that hierarchical ladder in a sense, where do you look to when you need just that little bit of direction, that little bit of inspiration and reassurance?
1: That's a great question. Uh of Ireland is part of a partnership of schools. Mm. So we um, are in a partnership of schools with our local secondary school, Mosley Hollings, and all of the primary schools in Mozley um, work together. So we have very regular uh, Zoom or team meetings to work out what we're all doing to find out what we're each offering, to learn from each other's experiences, um to guide each other along the way. And that and certainly on a local level level, Scott, is absolutely critical to my well being. And um, uh, and and I really do um tap into that on a regular basis. We are, I also have connections with many head teachers, not just across chainside, but across other boroughs. And um, and so and and I know that there's lots of networks of head teachers who work with each other. Uh, and support each other um, and that that's really important I also uh, have a connection with a, a, a psychologist Julie Hurst who is a positive psychologist and we had started um, some positive psychology training before COVID started unfortunately COVID got in the way of that as well um, but we have been starting with something called PERMA and uh, PERMA is a positive psychology model um, invented by um, Martin C- uh, Seligman and it, it's very much about positive emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning and achievement and it's something that we will be looking at offering to our children and families on return. It's something that we've started, um, we were rudely interrupted uh, by COVID and I think that that will definitely be part of our uh, our forward thinking offer. It uh, will be about the growth mindset really, for our young people. And And thinking,
0: yeah, of course, and thinking about exactly what that future is going to bring over the next 12 to 18 months, particularly, uh, Deborah, what do you envision on the horizon for yourself and for Buckton Vale, and what do you really sort of hope to achieve as we adjust to this new normal?
1: Well, I think as a leader, it's very important that when we talk as leaders that we're offering hope, that we show that there's an understanding that this will pass, Um, But it's not about being um, negative. It's about being positive for the future. uh, Confident that the future will be bright. Um, Reflect on what we've learned during the COVID pandemic. And I don't think that the COVID pandemic has been all doom and gloom. Many of our families and children have been engaging with each other. There's been lots of wonderful things happening out there. Uh, Children are learning how to cook. They're learning how to garden. Spending time and talking, which will develop, will be developing their language. So there's lots of positives, and we would like to draw upon those positives here at Uxton Vale and really reflect on on what that can look like for us. And we're excited for the future, um, for, for our future uh, as a as a community. It's a wonderful community, Carbrook, and uh, we we've got lots of positives going going for us.
0: It's really encouraging to hear that, uh, Deborah. And, you know, I think it would be fantastic, given how much of a pleasure it's been having you join us this afternoon to catch up in future and have you back on the programme with us just to see how things are getting on once we're into the new school year a little bit and we're seeing just what this new normal is shaping up to be like. Because it's one thing, of course, speculating about it and it's another actually discussing it when it comes around. That sounds like a
1: great idea. We're a very values driven school, um, and on our, on our website, the you John actually sing the song uh, on our values, Scott. Um, and so those values, just because we're not in the school building, haven't gone away. And we very, very much celebrate the values that we have here at Bookendale and um, encourage the children to consider those values. So we encourage the children to believe that they can do it. We encourage the children to aspire to achieve, whether they're here at school or at home. Um, and those values are very, very important to us. So I think that the future um, for us is definitely a positive one. Um, and and I, I'm certainly feeling positive. Uh, and, and hopefully COVID-19 stays in numbered, um and we can all get back on to, to doing what we do, do best uh, and having our young people back in school buildings where they belong.
0: Let's certainly hope so. And the school's already been on quite an incredible journey, hasn't it? From that R. I. Um, Ofsted outcome a few years ago to that good status it holds today. Of course, glowing report in 2018, as well as obtaining the Leading Parent Partnership Award for a second time. Fantastic stuff back then and I'm sure it's only going to continue on that upward trajectory so let's hope that COVID-19 is no longer going to be a hindrance. Um, Deborah, I've got to say it's been a real pleasure having you join us on the, uh, the programme and until we do have an opportunity to speak again do continue to take care and stay safe with all still going on. Thank you
1: Scott, it's been lovely to talk to you this afternoon. Thank you very much.
0: That was Deborah Brown speaking, head teacher of Buckton Vale Primary School in Staley Bridge, Tameside. Coming up next on the programme today, I'll be handing over to Matthew O'Neill for his exclusive interview with former Education Secretary, Lord Blunkett. Um, Lord Blunkett is today an active member of the House of Lords, Chairman of the Leaders' Council of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, and of course a prominent former Labour MP and Secretary of State. Um, Despite being blind from birth, Lord Blunkett rose to prominence during his political career, holding a number of senior positions in the cabinet of then Prime Minister Tony Blair and serving as the MP for his Sheffield, Brightside and Hillsborough constituency for 28 years. He was elevated to the House of Lords as Baron Blunkett of Brightside and Hillsborough in the August of 2015. And I hope that you enjoy listening just as much as Matthew relished the opportunity to speak with him. All of that is, of course, coming up next.
2: Lord Blunkett, welcome.
3: Thank you very much. It's very good to be with you.